everybody. This is Irene Donnell. I'm here with Rob Kramers from Intelliversity. He's the executive director. And we're here to talk about his newest article. Thank you for joining us on his second video podcast. Let's talk about Get Unstuck, Tips for the PPP Loan, and more. This is a very timely, very sensitive time with the COVID virus. And Rob, before we dive into the article, would you say a little bit about why people should listen to this whole podcast and read this article, even if they think they already have this information? Well, first of all, I think this is our third, but there was one before you were interviewing me. Ah, okay, third number three. three. But why this, is, uh, why this is really valuable is you probably noticed you're stuck. Either you're stuck getting your PPP loan or you're stuck in survival mode and stuck watching TV. It's my purpose to get you unstuck. The future is very bright. I do see what's coming because we talk to investors all the time. And we are investors. I am an investor. We know that, that at least half of the investors that I know are ready for a Warren Buffett moment and they want to take advantage of a crisis and get good valuations and find really good deals. They're out there and you can't afford to wait. So we have to get out of the survival mode, get past the stabilized mode, and get into the strengthened mode where you can actually start getting additional financing. All right, so talking about crisis, how do we turn this into an advantage? Say a little bit more about these points. Well, first of all, if, as you, if, you're, if you're getting out of a fire, if you're in a family situation and there's a fire in the house, the first thing you do is take care of getting out of the fire safe, taking mm -hmm. care of breathing, blood, bleeding, stop the bleeding, start the breathing, and that's stage one. The firemen handle that. Secondly, you're going to be concerned with stabilizing your family, getting into a safe place, making sure you have the money you need and the support you need. And finally, you're going to start dealing with strengthening your family, strengthening your finances, and possibly even taking advantage of the situation to make your home and family life even better. The same analogy holds in a, in a business situation. You don't try to do all three things at the same time. And you certainly don't take the, during the crisis period and the stabilizing period, try to critique how you responded while you're responding. Mm -hmm. you, don't destroy the, you don't destroy the fire department while they're trying to rescue you. That's for later. Okay, keep your, keep your critique to yourself at this time, at this time. At the same time, take a good look forward to when you will have a chance to strengthen both yourself and your business. Okay, so um, at the business level, you've probably already taken care of the crisis situation. You've probably gotten your people out. You've probably gotten your, your uh, VPN set up and, you, and you're, you're taking care of immediate financial needs. Secondly, you're no doubt in the stabilizing stage right now. And that's where we wanted to make sure you knew how to, how to handle your payroll uh, protection loans. And if you, if you don't uh, have that handled yet, we've given you some tips in this article. And I'll talk about that in just a minute to speed that process up. And thirdly, uh, uh, you begin planning right now for how to raise cap, more capital after the crisis is over because uh, the opportunity will be very large. It is very large right now to further strengthen your business post-crisis if you act now, or begin planning now, okay? So that's the important thing. And above all, get out, get your head out of the sand and get into action right now. Okay, so get unstuck. That's a, that's a key point. If there's nothing else you get out of this talk and this article is get unstuck. You know, leaders don't get stuck. Not, mm. not more than 24 hours at a time. And you're a, you're a vision master. So go ahead. 
as, as to, incidentally, what I do mention in the article very briefly uh, is the concept that part of getting it unstuck is, is delegation. Because if you're taking everything on yourself, you've got to do it all yourself. It's mm -hmm. going to be very scary. So delegation, though, is not just telling other people what to do. That's not delegation. That's ordering. Delegation is a three-step process of figuring out who you can trust, giving them the, the goal or intended result clearly, if necessary methods, but most important, what you're trying to accomplish. And thirdly, holding them accountable periodically to making sure the job is getting done and pivots are necessary sometimes to so making sure they know what changes, changes to make. So trust, clarity of communication and accountability are the key steps in delegation. If you delegate, you'll find it much easier to push through the stabilized stage and into the strengthened stage. Excellent. So that's about getting unstuck. So talk to us uh, a little bit about then moving on to the actual action of applying for the loan. All right. So you probably already know that the banks are all stuck themselves right now. We mm, thought yeah. it would be last Friday you could apply and get your loan by Monday. That's not happening for most of us. So uh, if your bank is unable to process right now, uh, it may be time to go to a preferred SBA lender. The distinction is that a preferred SBA lender either a bank or a lending institution does not have to go to the SBA to get a sign off on your loan. That takes mm -hmm. one step out of the process. They still have to use the SBA system, which is also stuck, but at least they've, they've taken the second step out of having the SBA to sign off on your loan. And um, we strongly advise that you use your CPA for this, even if he's charging you for it. If your CPA doesn't really have experience with SBA loans and has not set up a system for helping you, then turn to, a CPA who has. I know the one that we recommend in the article, which is uh, not my personal CPA, but not our company CPA, but somebody who's established a reputation now for handling these uh, payroll protection loans uh, promptly and quickly and competently Great. would be a good link for you. So I've provided that link. In the excellent, article. excellent information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. All right. So now we move on to uh, now. What do you do after all that is said and done? Well, when you get into the post-crisis period, which you have to begin planning for now, this is, this is yeah. a, a time to really rethink your business model and make sure that it's not, not, appropriate, you know, not failing to be appropriate in the, to the post-crisis market. For example, if your business is selling concert tickets, you might want to consider pivoting a little bit. If your business is helping uh, uh, virtual concerts get founded and get established and do a better job, logistically, that might be more appropriate. Just saying. Mm -hmm. That said, uh, once you've thought through the post-crisis market, remember, it's going to be a huge decade. The 2020s are shaping up to be a very profitable pro and prosperous time for the United States economy and the world economy. Really? So, uh, if you need any help thinking through how that might look, you know, I'm always available make an appointment on the website. You can make appointments with me on the website at the intelliversity.org slash connect page. Be happy to talk to you at that point. Um, what was the third point here, Irene? About trust. Oh yeah. So in dealing with, in dealing with investors going forward, um, there's two points that you must be aware of. Number one, they are um, trying to get a better, a better deal than ever before. This is their Warren Buffett moment. So they're going to be trying to push your valuation down. Your job is to improve your valuation. And you do that 
by establishing a trusting relationship with the investor first yeah. before you before you try to argue for your opportunity. Don't be perceived as a as a salesman for your company. Be perceived as somebody who has much to give to the investor as you're expecting from the investor. And this is a collaborative, trusting relationship. If there's anything, if you'd like to know how to do that with investors, which is what I'm really good at doing, then set up an appointment. I'd be happy to talk to you about establishing a trusting relationship first before you talk about your opportunity. And then lastly, um, it's most important going forward that you present your company as a default live company, not a default dead company. The mm -hmm. default live means that an additional round of capital beyond what you're currently requesting is not required for your survival. Your projections have to be jiggered and modified so that it's, it's very clear that you're not relying upon yet another round of capital or multiple rounds uh, where those become optional for, for further growth, but not required. So we call that a default living company. A default dead company, which is something you don't want to do, is where you tell your investors, this round will only get us to X stage. We're still not profitable. We need yet another round for uh, to reach uh, cash flow. Now there are there are a cash flow break even. There are exceptions to this. Obviously, medical research equipment that requires FDA approval or multiple stages of clinical trials is a different model. And your business uh, may have a different model, but what? What you want to avoid is a business that must have unending additional rounds of funding where the profitability is always pushed off into the future, like your Uber model or your early Amazon model. And those of you that have profited from Uber and Amazon may find exception with me. I'm always open to arguments, counter arguments. If you'll comment on this article, I'd much appreciate it. But that's where I think investors, I know where investors are thinking generally now is yeah. default living companies that don't need multiple rounds of financing to be cash flow positive are preferred. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Well, this is uh, one of my favorite parts of all your articles is when you uh, go into the key takeaways. Get unstuck, folks. Turn off the TV or turn it on in the morning and then turn it off. Separate the stages of the crisis. Take care of survival first. I'm sure you've done that. Take care of stabilizing your business by getting your PPP loan if you qualify, getting other help if necessary, and then um, use a good CPA for that purpose, of course. Uh, if necessary, switch banks to going to a preferred SBA lender. And then um, once you're past that, begin thinking about your long-term planning. Hold mm -hmm. on a second. Uh, so the, the, the process involves, uh, as you start planning for your your next round of funding, begin thinking about three things. One, the post-crisis market and how you might have to pivot or want to pivot to okay. take advantage of it, or at least modify your business plan to take advantage of it. Number two, are you presenting your company as a default living company where additional rounds of financing, though may be desirable, are not required, if at all possible? If it's necessary to have two rounds, fine, but what would kind trying to avoid as companies that require endless rounds of financing before they really have hope for being at least break even in yeah. cash flow. And finally, are you establishing trust with your investors before 
you're talking about the opportunity. That's a personal relationship with your investors that you really have to learn how to establish first. Right. They just won't be listening to you if you're not, if you're first not trusted. You know, people don't care about the profit until they believe in the person. Let me repeat that again, because I just made it yeah. up. Investors do not care about the profit until they believe in the person. The person is you, the founder, the vision master. Mm -hmm. On that note, I want to suggest that you please go to the link to my profile, Robert Stephen Kramars, on LinkedIn. And I need your help also to get this word out. So share the article and comment on it. Even if you disagree, I want to hear those comments so that more people can get exposed to these thoughts. Our purpose and my purpose is to make sure the money goes to the good people, not the con men and women. We've seen too much of that. So if you'd all believe in the same thing, go to the article, share it and comment on it. We've got a lot to do. I thank you very much. And Rob, where can they find you on Intelliversity? Oh, the Intelliversity site for appointments with me personally. These are no charge, obviously. It's Intelliversity.org, two L's, one I. Intelliversity.org slash connect will be my calendar. Uh, but do your, do your commenting and sharing of the article, which is found in both places, but do it, do it on LinkedIn because that's where we get the most bang for the buck. Uh, thank you. Well, I thank you very much, Rob. This was another excellent uh, installment and lots and lots of value. I look forward to seeing you on the next round. I'll be there. All right. Thank you very much, Irene. You're welcome.